phones and I see them. Your study material, your phones, your notebooks, your pens, because we're here to learn. Oh, hallelujah. Amen and amen. Somebody say red flags. Red, 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 red flags. Oh, so today we're going to be a bit serious because this is serious, serious business. Hallelujah. Um, jokingly, you know, on the singles group today, somebody had said, listen, you, you all better come to church. It was wisdom. I don't know why they don't take this gentleman seriously. You guys are taking him seriously. <laughs> he said, hey, listen, you guys better come to service today because this is your opportunity to learn what these red flags are. That the minute you miss it, miss these red flags and then get into marriage next thing you start disturbing pastor c and pastor chimmy that he intends to mount at my gate and take consultation fees and i in my head i was like and that you will do <laughs> amen and amen let's bow our heads in prayer father lord we ask that you take over the atmosphere holy spirit have your way quicken my mouth and quicken everything about me that i seek only your word father let the hearts of these young men and women lord be ready and pliable in the name of jesus to receive your word in jesus name we have prayed amen and amen and so what will happen is that as we start going through these red flags you might get at least for me when i was studying i started getting triggered because there's so many red flags that not necessarily in my marriage relationship and that's something that you'll see so most people would come here today thinking that this message is just for singles it is primarily for singles however if you pay attention to the words that come out of my mouth you will avoid a lot of distress in whatever relationship you're about to get into so business relationships new jobs new contracts new friendships just pay attention and God will save you from a lot of pain. Hallelujah. Amen. So like I said, I hope you have your pens, your paper, your notebooks, your phones, whatever it is that you're going to take, um, take notes with. Hallelujah. All right. So when we say red flags, red flags, red flags, red flags. And so okay, like I was saying, the first thing that will come to mind is you might start getting a little bit, oh, how was I so stupid? Um, if you're like me, I spend a lot of time criticizing myself. Why did I do this? Why didn't I pay attention? Why did I miss this? How did I miss that? And the second thing that would happen is that you would find some of these traits in yourself. All right. So I know most of us came here saying, hey, let me know how to avoid person X, person Y. But what God is going to do, if you are going to let the Holy Spirit, is that he's going to reveal some of these traits that you yourself exude. All right? We're not, not everybody. The only person that is perfect is Jesus, isn't it? And so we all have parts of us that need to be removed, need to be changed, need to be left at the feet of the cross, and that we go back new people. So just be honest to yourself. When you hear this is something, when you hear a point, you're like, ah, maybe this so put on hysterics and go back and have time in the presence of God praying and fasting until he enlightens the mind of your spirit as the man of God led us today and shows you how to deliver yourself from the clutches of some of these uh, character traits. Hmm? It was also very uh, interesting for me as I was preparing for this because I found that, you see, as a country, Nigeria, I'm, 
I am very sad to say, we're not very, we're not people of integrity. We're really not. Because these red flags there, it's like literally every day you're going to in, uh, engage with somebody or two, three, four people. Your entire government is red. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. So I'm praying that we are at the forefront of uh, birthing a new generation of people who value integrity. And this nation will change for the best in the name of Jesus. Amen. So can somebody pull out for me Matthew chapter 7. We'll read from verse 15 to 20. So grab a microphone. Somebody who has a preacher's voice. Matthew chapter 5, chapter 7 rather, from verse 15 to 20. And tell us the version you're reading from. The King James Version. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, good tree, so even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn or cut down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know shall them. Know them. Beware of false teachers who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are wolves and will tear you apart. Beware of false friends. Beware of false boyfriends. Beware of false fiancés, false fiancées, false girlfriends who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are wolves and will tear you apart. You can detect them by the way they act. Underline that part in your Bible. You can detect them by the way they act. Just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you need never confuse grapevines with thorn bushes or figs with thistles. You will not get an orange from a mango tree. You will not get ugo from an obono bush. Different kinds of fruit trees can quickly be identified by examining their fruit. A variety that produces delicious fruit never produces an inedible kind. And a tree produce it, that produces an inedible kind can't produce what is good. So the trees having the inedible fruit are chopped down and thrown on the fire. Yes, verse 20, the way to identify a tree or a person is by the kind of fruit produced. Okay, and so what this means is that in our relationships as um, single people, as we're going into relationships, as we're getting, falling in love, you have to have your wits about you. You will see that this will be a common thread in everything that I say. I have said it, if you've heard me speak to singles before, you have heard it a million times. I said I don't believe in falling in love. You have to be very, very, very conscious. You see that falling in love something. Oh, by the time you get up, you'll be 10 years into your marriage and you'll be like, how did, he, how did I enter this transaction? Mm. Mm. Uh, don't we all have exes? 
that when our friends say, remember when you were dating Choma? And you're like, God forbid, God, thank you. No, I, I have exes that I'm like, Father, you are a gracious, very gracious God. Because at the time that we were in the relationship, you couldn't tell me anything now. Like, it was everything. Hallelujah. And so the thing is that there are certain things that we all have. There are different things that I call buttons, triggers, certain kinds of personality types that sometimes don't pay attention to red flags or call a red flag orange and just completely ignore those red flags and fall into traps. And the first kind of people that usually get tricked by people, by trees that produce bad fruits, are people who are taken away, carried away by their vanity. You see your social media, every single post on your page. I'm sorry I keep using this example because it's true. I mean, a couple of flexing here and there, you're a fine boy, fine girl. That's God has created you, especially if you're single. Market yourself. However, every single post is you, the apple of God's eye. Every, listen, I can tell if you're a vain person. I genuinely can. I can actually tell if you're a vain, what I call, my husband hears it all often. I said, that girl has a peacock spirit. And there are men too that have a peacock spirit. Hmm? We, we cannot see your, your trousers. It's not your size, but you must squeeze yourself inside it. And your shirt too. Hmm? And uh, the thing is that once you have that kind of spirit, once you are vain, once you're self-absorbed, all someone has to do is to key into that self-absorption. All someone has to do is to key into that vanity. And you're, you're gone. Your meat. <laughs> Suya for that person. All the person has to do is that, man, your skin. I love your blood group. <laughs> because they begin to say stupid things and you don't care because they're just keying into that part of you that is so vain. Your hair, your eyes. <laughs> Who in your family has this teeth? <laughs> you know, all they have to do is you post that picture and they're the first one to say, they will post 20 fire, 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 fire. And then you, you're so happy. Yeah? And I remember one particular person. This is, this is you know, pastor said we're going to be giving stories here. But this was, um, he doesn't even know this. But this was one of the reasons why I left WhatsApp at, at some point in, in, in my life. You know, it was, I think it was just Facebook and Blackberry that um, were raining at that time. And there was one possessed individual that felt that he could just i don't know so i remember being somewhere and a friend of mine said auntie check this person's uh, dp you are on the person's dp the person had carried my picture from wherever it was that i posted it and had posted on his dp i said what remove it with immediate alacrity he said, so he cannot post God's work. God's, <laughs> God's, he cannot appreciate the creation of God. I said, what, what, how, how, how will people understand, remove, and then there was a lot of back and forth. And that for me was one of the reasons why I left Facebook, left WhatsApp, because there's absolutely, at the time, there were no boundaries. 
they were literally you could just go to somebody's page and take the person's picture and do what you want to do with it and so if i were that kind of person who was tottering on the edge of oh should i should i be liking somebody else apart from my husband oh i'm i'm so lonely or i need the vanity i need to be praised this person that's putting my picture after all pastor c has not put it <laughs> we thank god you, listen no these are true things so you see that vanity is it's just there and it's because it is a very fleshly thing is very easy for for them to hook on and so with your vain self they've told you just two times you're so beautiful your eyes your skin your teeth your leg the way you walk and then you now post yourself if you're in the choir every time you sing you put a little snippet of your singing on um social media and they're like listen eh? hey any day you sing heaven straight you know you just that that's one person the second group of people that are easily taken away or easily easily led astray by people who are out to take you to deal with you red flags red flags are people who are traumatized so if you're traumatized and you haven't really sat in the presence of god and asked him to deal with that trauma that daddy wound that mommy wound the exes that treated you so badly if you haven't healed yourself what you will do is find yourself consistently looking for somebody to fix it somebody to heal you somebody to take the trauma away and what will happen is that if this let's say if this man is an intelligent man and they usually are very intelligent they will immediately pick that wound and immediately start saying things that would sound right everything you want to hear i'm gonna love you the way your father never loved you you know you deserve it you deserve listen all those men before me they were just foolish i will be the man created for you and then you're just going and going and going and going and before you know what's happening you're bushmeat on the stick for sale. The third group of people that are very easily taken away or do not pay attention to red flags are people pleasers. And most women, myself included, we fall into this bracket of people pleasers. People pleasers. And what happens is when you're a people pleaser, because you're so you're you're moved by your feelings. Oh, I don't want to hurt this person. Oh, this person has been nice. So hey, this person paid for this. This person paid for my ticket. This person paid for this. He bought this. He was so nice. He carried me. And then what happens is because you are so carried away by your feelings, you darling your discretion you dulling your discernment in order to accommodate people are you following me people pleases you're unable to say this thing you said or did is wrong it's making me uncomfortable kindly stop it's because you're so concerned about everybody being happy around you you're afraid that if you tell this man or you tell this woman to stop what he or she is doing or the way he or she is treating you is beginning to affect you badly you're afraid that you will be left alone people pleasers the fourth set of people that usually fall into uh, the mistake of not paying attention to red flags and this group of people you usually find men in this group there are women too but this is really a snare for men uh, people that need outside validation so what most men struggle with is they are constantly as they grow they might be men big men in their own right but they're constantly seeking their father's validation it shows up in everything 
they want outside validation. They're unable to generate the validation from within them and tell themselves, you two, you're trying. And so you need somebody to validate you. And when that uh, Jezebel, when that evil Delilah sees you and she realizes that all it takes is for her to say, okay, you're so you gym how often do you gym and then from there it goes to wow you're such a brilliant man and then she just gives you validation validation if you're in the choir if you're in the ushering group if you're a pastor all you hear is one you know validation statement or the other and is you start swelling and what happens your discernment starts shrinking you start getting to flags and then the fifth group of people that usually miss red flags are people who have begun to be intimate with each other. The minute you start touching each other's private parts, it's a done deal, it's a wrap. Only God will help you because it is in you, inherent in the biology of all of us, is the way God created us, that the minute those parts of you are caressed, certain hormones are excreted. And you just stop thinking. For us women, it's either, there are many things. It's either, ah, let it not be that another person used me and dumped me. No, I would no longer pay attention to these flags. You start dulling your senses. See, intimacy, see, being intimate, touching yourselves, having, you know, sexual relations, it will definitely deaden your senses. Is that clear? So five people, people who are already intimate, people who are being intimate, people who are seeking outside validation, people pleasers, people who have been traumatized and what else? And people who are vain. Hallelujah. Amen. So just very quickly, I want you to give me an example of what a red flag is. What do you think? When you say, when we said the topic for today is red flags, what came to your mind? What is one red flag you've experienced or you're conscious about? A red flag. We all have experienced these red flags. What are they? Married people, what were the red flags? You t okay, there's a hand over here, my love. What were the red flags you, you took note of before you got married? Um, so, generosity, whether the person is hard-handed or... Okay. Or how the person manages money. How the person manages money. Fantastic. Good. Fantastic. Good. What then, else? Um, we interactions with people. Mannerisms. Good. Good. Good, 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 good. Okay, any more? What are the red flags? See, especially the single people, what are the red flags that before you came here, you were like, no, if anybody does this, it's a wrap. I can't tolerate this. There's a hand here and a hand there. Yes. Another hand there. So we'll just take one, two, and three. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mine is a constant nagging. Constant nagging. Constant nagging. That's, yeah, definitely. That's a good one. Yes. Okay. Um, when a woman fights. When a woman fights. Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yes, my love. 
Temper issues. Temper issues, fantastic. And I'm glad. Okay, one more. Yes. Hygiene. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. And the thing is, um, there's some flags that I will say um, you can talk about them and then they change from red to no longer being there. And so what you're paying attention to is how is this person responding to you speaking about this particular red flag? For instance, something like hygiene. Okay, not everybody had the mother and the father you have. Not everybody has the training or the proclivities that you have, okay? So somebody might not mind wearing the same jeans over and over again or the same boxer or the same underwear over and over again, but you do. And if you have a problem with that, you speak to the person and then gauge how the person's response is to your speaking to the person. Is that clear? All right. What did you say? Temper issues. And you said women who fight. Now, thank you for both saying these things because I just want to get these ones out of the way. You see, if anybody fights, if anybody beats you, anybody slaps you, that is a red flag. There's literally no room for negotiation. Pick up your bag and say deuces, out. Do you understand what I mean? There is no room for negotiation. Run, 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 run. Temper, he hasn't married you and he's showing a temper or he's hitting you or she's hitting you. Listen, the thing is that by the time you get married, when you come to Pastor C and I, all we say, we pray patience, patience, patience. You understand? But this is the time, especially for the women, this is the time that you actually hold the key of the destiny in your hands. Because I genuinely believe that when you are married, your role is to submit. You have a choice now to decide what type of leader are you going to submit to. You have to be able to submit to someone who isn't going to take every single dissent as disrespect and slap you and hit you or please. So pay attention. And the truth of the matter is, the minute you are not healed and whole as a person, you're going to think you, des you actually deserve that slap shot. Do you understand what I'm saying? And we all know it's true. You can actually convince yourself that, this is my mouth, my mother has been talking about it since she has, so I don't even blame him for slapping it off of me. <laughs> slapping, beating, calling you names, the B word, using but the please run, run, run. The caveat here though is that I will sound a note of caution. You see, this thing we call disrespect eh, is different from one household to the other. So it's also something that I will say discuss. Disrespect, not physical beating. So if he's emotionally abusing you, if he's verbally abusing you, calling you names, calling your father names, calling your mother names, calling your siblings names, calling, de degrading you in any way, that's not what I'm talking about. But if you have decided that mm, this thing, when I was growing up, when I walk into the room, when my, mother, my father walks into the room, my mother gets up and says, nah, Welcome. Now this girl here, when I come into the room, all she does is she's still lying on the couch and she says, hey, are you back? How far now? And then you in your head, you're like, this is disrespectful. And you come and clog up our counseling time. Now the thing is, <laughs> you're, you're, you have to understand that 
disrespect his relative. Do you understand? So the girl might come from a home where when she wakes up, she says, hi, mommy, hi, daddy. Do you understand? Or she calls her older brother, guy. Or she calls her older brother by his name. And you come from a family that do, even the one that's just one year and a half years older than you, you call him dead. You, you won't understand, you will not understand her. And so you would interpret everything that she does as disrespect. So I will honestly suggest that when you come across those type of things, ch chat with somebody who has gone above you. Find a, your mentor. Find your pastor. And say, I'm finding it a little bit uncomfortable. I don't understand why she was cooking or she was washing dishes. I went to visit her in her mommy's house and she was washing dishes and she actually asked me to come into the kitchen and help her wash dishes. What an insult. In your whole generation, no man has washed a dish for a woman. And then this is a woman you want to marry and she's asking you to wash dishes. Of course, you will find it a little bit disrespectful. But before you take any action and before you throw away God's destiny for you, think. Okay? Ask yourself, am I being rational? Could it be that this is the way this girl or this man was brought up? All right? Remember last week I told you about my husband's family. They're all brothers. And you know, in any group of uh, men, sarcasm and being rash and aggressive is just the normal way. Everything is one sick thing or the other. And I didn't come from that kind of uh, home. So it's a long while to understand that this is, this is the way they talk. I did put my foot down and say, even if it's the way you put talk, don't talk to me. That way, I don't like it. But I had to understand that it wasn't an, an internal, intentional, malicious thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So please be conscious of understanding when some of her actions, some of his actions are coming from a place of malice, coming from a place of trying to degrade you and bring you down, or coming from a place of not knowing any better and being willing to change. Is that clear? All right. So I have about seven red flags. And the first one is people who talk too much. Can somebody open Proverbs 10, 19? Proverbs 10, 19. Is that surprising? <laughs> Proverbs 10, 19. Who's reading that? Flash it on the screen for me, please. People who talk too much. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Ma'am. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Now, when you start engaging with someone who talks too much or talks too quickly... What they're trying to do, with, they might not even be so conscious of it, is they're trying to shut, say so much that they shut down your ability to gauge and analyze what the person is saying. So they're saying 5,000 things in the space of one second and you're unable to say, no, this is not right. Yesterday you said you were sitting on a brown chair. Today in the story you are sitting on a blue chair. Because the person is saying so much and so quickly, you're unable to analyze. You're unable to critically analyze the person's words. You're unable to say, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, 
You're unable to ask questions. Why is it important? Because the capacity to ask questions is what reveals true motives. Questions reveal motives. And if this person is speaking, saying so much and so quickly, trust me, the person is trying to avoid a scenario where you calm down and ask questions. Think about somebody trying to sell you on the latest MMM scam. Don't they talk so quickly? He's trying to hypnotize you with your words. It's words. Or she's trying to hypnotize you with her own words. Anybody who talks quickly, who says so much, is at best a fool. And at worst, a manipulator, a liar, and a traitor. That person should be avoided at all costs. A person who is wise is restrained in the manner she or he speaks and the number of times he or she opens his or her mouth. It's not something people pay attention to, but flash your mind back through all your relationships, both business, both uh, uh, relational. People who talk too much are dangerous people. We should be able to shut up at some point. Keep quiet. Proverbs 10, 19. Remember, people who speak quickly shut down your capacity for critical thinking. They shut down your capacity for critical thinking. Hallelujah. I'm going to move up quickly. Sorry. Number two. Number two. Does anybody have any question on that? People who talk too much? I think that's very clear. You say everything. I have a colleague in my office. There is absolutely no topic that he does not have an opinion on. There is no person that walks past in the office that he doesn't know the uncle of the brother of the sister. It's ridiculous. And every time, because um, you know how offices are, so it's a partition. So we hear him gisting in his own office. And we're always like, Kai, Mr. XYZ, lies, 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 lies. Everything he's saying is a lie. No matter what happens, he has an opinion on it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we all know those type of people. Pull away from them. Be careful. Whether they're girls, whether they're boys, anybody who talks so quickly. doesn't stop talking is a dangerous person. Psalm 62 verse 4. One person should read that. Another person should read Proverbs 29, 5 to 6. Red flag number 2. First person, please. Psalm 62 verse 4. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me in their hearts. Flatterers. The next passage, Proverbs 26, 28. Simple. That is it. The second red flag you should be careful of are people who flatter you. When they have only one gear of conversation, flatter, 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 flatter. They're unable to go into deep conversation with you. It's always, I love your hair, I love your skin, I love the way you talk, I love the way you walk, I love the way you sing. 
Every single time they engage with you, it is flattery. If you are a pulpit minister, oh my God, every time, every time you minister, oh God, you take me into, it's as if you live in my house. Pastor, pastor. Flatter, flatter, flatter. Every time you sing, oh my God, oh thank God I came today. Because every time you sing, it's as if nobody else should ever take that microphone. Flattery. Listen, compliment a healthy person, a healthy person eh, does not flatter, will not flatter you. They will compliment you. You look nice today, Kelechi. And move on. Not that rapid fire compliment every single time. And a healthy person does not need that flattery. So what will happen is that if you are not properly healed and whole in yourself, when they begin to flatter you like that, it will be as if they are revealing rema, you know, revelation. You look nice. You know, you actually, so if you are a whole person, eh, women, if you are a whole woman, when somebody tells you you look nice, you actually have to hold yourself from saying, I know. And eh, let them not say you are proud. But you genuinely know that you're, it's not, it's not Rema. You have not revealed something that my father wasn't saying to me in my house. You've not revealed something that I looked in the mirror and didn't know that I am made in the apple of God's eye. Skin, I, I'm walking, I'm investing in the skin. Now I know it's, I, you better be. Do you understand what I'm saying? So rapid fire compliments. I don't need it. If you are healthy, you will be able to detect when the only thing this man is saying, the only thing this woman is saying are a barrage of flattery. Flattery. And especially the women. I know you would think that it's the men that do the flattery the most. The, the women, listen, when a woman wants to put her fangs in you, eh? Oh, listen, it's flattery after the other. One, one word of flattery after the other. For men, it's even, if the, even if the man is married, you will start hearing this, where were you before I got married? <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. Flattery. So you need to be very careful. And the only way that you can be careful and avoid such falling into the, the trap of being taken in by the flattery is by being whole and complete in yourself knowing who you are in Christ Jesus you appreciate the compliments but you don't need them you know how you listen if you want to know how healed you are I don't know if it happens to the men but for some women you get dressed go out and by the end of the day that unhealed part of you will look at yourself in the mirror and say oh Christ this dress I'm not wearing it again because nobody said it was fine. It happens. Let's stop pretending. Hmm? But a whole and healthy woman will be able to say, mm, I love the dress. It's nice. And you're comfortable in yourself. You understand what I'm saying? And the, for the men, the less confidence you have you start feeling like ah, am i still a g <laughs> are people still do i still do i still got it do i got it <laughs> and then you start falling prey for all these little 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 girls that'll be making you feel as if <laughs> mean, nothing it's just stop <laughs> so let's just be very very careful yeah listen how are you going to avoid this trap you be you, you say you 
know me, you know I love the Holy Spirit because he teaches and he reveals everything. Once you get into a relationship, once he's first DM, once, he's, once you agree for the first date, the first thing you should start saying to the Holy Spirit, reveal every lie, reveal every deception, reveal every snake under a stone so that your ears are sharp, your eyes are sharp. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because truly, if I were to draw a picture of what flattery is, it's like that chicken that your mother buys at the beginning of November and starts feeding because that chicken she wants to kill for Christmas lunch is fattening you, fattening, fattening you for the kill. <laughs> or red flag number three. People whose talk does not line up with their work. The truth about somebody is found, is verifiable in their actions. Okay? The truth about, you will know who I am. Uh, let me use, let's see, so my last birthday, you all, different groups gave me presents. And I was so happy because everyone represented who I truly am you know pretty pens pretty notebooks candles you know soft life from hmm? to you all about that but because of my actions the truth of who you are is verifiable by your actions a few days ago somebody in my office was saying um I need to focus like Mrs. Wonsu. She has taught me how to focus. And then I said, Prof, because I call him Prof. I said, Prof, you and I never had that conversation. He said, no, you don't have to say it. I've watched you five years. Focus. So when you meet somebody and the things she or he is saying do not match up with their book. He's a pulpit minister. He's an usher in church, but when you guys go home, he's trying to touch where it shouldn't be touched. It's not aligning. And then the next Sunday, you see him in church with the microphone. It's not aligning. Men, it's not aligning. When you know that she works in XYZ, and you know that the average salary is 100K. Hmm? You know her mother has a shop. You know her father is a teacher. However, Auntie has a clean Honda Accord. How? She has a house she's paying for herself. How? And every time it's uncle, my uncle, my uncle, my uncle, my uncle, small girl, big God. Her walk is not aligning. Her talk is not aligning with her walk. Something is wrong. You enter her room and the kind of cosmetics there, if they sell, if they sell you, you can't buy everything. <laughs> Something is wrong. An honest person, a person with integrity, will say what he does and will do what he says. And it will align. Hallelujah. Number four. Number four. A person who does not give direct answers. If you're in a relationship or starting a relationship 
with somebody singles. And whatever kind of question you ask, somehow you end up in Jericho when you people started in Abuja. No matter the kind of question that is asked, he or she pulls out a, what I call a politician. You know how politicians are. What do people do with subsidy? You know, we're going to do this, we'll do that by the time we finish. You have not said clearly. We want clear answers. We want concise answers. There was one meeting that I told you that in evidence law, what I was taught was that if your witness, if you're, if you're cross-examining your witness, and that witness gives a sentence that has more than eight words, it's a lie. If you are engaging with someone who cannot give a direct answer, that person needs to be handled cautiously okay you're dating abraham you've been dating him for seven months Say, abraham do you love me you know you're actually a wonderful girl i don't even know what the church would do without you anytime you come into church the church finds some kind of unity you're very intelligent you actually you actually have a very loving soul such a kind human being your mother really tried with you you see round and round. I said, do you love me? Tell me what kind of question that is. Yes or no. And but when you are either in a space of being a people pleaser, you're afraid of losing him, you're afraid of being alone, you cannot say, come back. I asked you a question. Pin him or her down and say, after you finish going around, I still said, do you love me? Where is this relationship going to? Baby, don't you want us to be solid? Don't you want us to actually have something? What kind of wedding do you want now? You want those small, small chocolate, chocolate wedding? Can't you see the kind of weddings they're having on Instagram? Is that the, the, up? I said, when are we getting married? It's the date, October 20th. When are you coming to see my mother? Ah, oh, your mother is such a wonderful person. But you know, I, 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 the, the truth of the matter is I need to actually gather myself together. You know this job, I've not really settled. Let them confirm me first. Up and down, up and down. Cannot give you a direct answer Matthew 5:37 pull that out for me Matthew 5:37 read it please thank you just a simple yes i will or no i won't simple anything beyond this is from the evil one. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. Let me tell you, even for married men and women, when you start engaging with your husband who used to be very straightforward, and then you say, where did you go to? Uh, you know, the tire went flat, and then after that, you know, you, you walked so long. He doesn't say where he was at 435. You can't give a direct answer. How many of us heard about the hotel owner that was, uh, um, was, was, uh, hey, hey, you know the guy now, hey, that was about, was, it's supposed to be hung in a few days' time because he and his um, staff, they killed somebody called Timothy, right? Why did that particular case not died the way all the other cases usually die because his wife said i know my husband my husband told me he was at xyz at so and so time and he was there 
and she did not let anybody say, you, you are following men. It's men you're using to play. He told you he was in church. But she knew her husband and she stuck to her own version of the story until they found out that of her truth, these men murdered her husband in cold blood when he went for a meeting with them in the hotel. And so anybody, single, married, if you're unable to say, you ask your wife, wow, nice bag. I've not seen it before. And she starts telling you, hey, you know. <laughs> when did you get the bag? Why did you not do the way you normally do, which is to say, ah, see the bag I just got. Why are you just bringing it secretly in under your hand as you're entering the car? Anyone who cannot give a straight answer is a dangerous person. Pin them down and ensure that you get clarity on whatever the thing is that you're asking for. Hallelujah. Is that clear? All right. Number five. The fifth red flag that you should be very careful about are people who do not have authority over them. Any man... Any woman who does not have anybody he or she is afraid of. Anyone who, if they say, hey, Chindalu, you did wrong. And I take myself into myself and stop. If you're dating someone who has absolutely no regard for authority, and you can gauge these things, the way he or she discusses when you, you, know, you go on social media and you see one pastor did something or one pastor says something, you can gauge. The minute you say, all oh, these fake, 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 fake people, you know that that particular person has absolutely no regard for spiritual authority. If you see how he or she discusses his parents, talks about his parents, talks about his older brother, you know that this person has absolutely no regard for authority. And from a married woman's point of view, I can tell you that is the worst thing that can happen to you. To marry somebody that cannot be restrained by the reins of his conscience. Nobody can talk to him. You're in trouble. You're, the kind of trouble you're in is only God that will save you. When you have somebody that you can't even run to and say, Pastor, Pastor, uh, Yemi did this. Pastor, Pastor, uh, Abraham did this. Because you know that you enter one ear and go out of the other. I remember being in England once and the house that I was staying in, they had issues. And for some reason, this is somebody who was a very serious Christian while we were here. And, I, and I, it, just, it just got bad. It just got really, really bad. And so a friend of ours decided to report him to one of, our, one of the pastors that was in our fellowship that had gone into the UK years and years and years before. He was, this guy was about 15 years my senior. Do you know that before my very eyes, eh, they pushed this pastor out of the house. The husband of the reportee pushed this our elder, elder, elder pastor out of the house. That day I said, why did I come to this house? Because the house was on fire. I locked myself up in the room and I told Pastor C, I said, ne never again. 
will I come here? It's either Airbnb or a hotel. I'm not staying in this house again. Because I couldn't believe my eyes. He had become so full of himself, such a God unto his own self, so self-sufficient, forgetting the rulership of God, forgetting spiritual authority, that there's absolute, there was absolutely nobody that could talk to him. He would call her father on the phone and insult him. They would have back and forth conversations and he would insult him. I have with my own ears heard him. If the woman you're dating does not respect your father, especially for the women, does not respect your father, has absolutely no respect or regard for your brother, has absolutely no regard or respect for your pastor, that is some relationship that will put you in hell run 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 the person doesn't have levels of authority that she is he or she respects or the person does not respect your own established authorities if you don't have a father you have a pastor if you don't have a pastor you have brothers there has to be a and don't, you don't do independent woman independent woman i don't need to have a father figure in my life you do, because the minute these men figure that you do not have a father that they can be afraid of, they will treat you in. Hallelujah. In the same vein, the sixth one is anybody who twists the truth. It's like the other one. You do not give a clear answer. You see, because twisting the truth, a person who is twisting the truth is like the person is putting, you know how we, we catch rats? Most rat poison is 90% food isn't it you mix the rat poison inside the food and when the rat is nibbling it's at the end of the day the rat will see himself dead and that's how people who twist the truth are just like the people who are unable to give clear answers and most of the time the people that are twisting the truth will do it just the way the devil did it in the garden of Eden he makes it in such a way they make it in such a way that disobeying God becomes palatable, becomes easy. Twist the truth. Did they really say we should not touch? When show me, show me where in the scripture they said don't kiss. Show me, show me. Show me. And they're twisting the truth. Just a little now, just a, just, just, just you, 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 as you are now like this, you think Pastor Chimmy and Pastor Chimmy did not do before they got married. Twisting the truth. Twisting the truth. Pulling you away from your center of righteousness, your center of holiness. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the six things so far, what have I said? You can read, I've said six, six red flags. Someone should read them out for me. Good. People who, good. 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 People who do not have authority over them has a B. People who do not respect authority over you, right? Then the sixth one is people who twist the truth. The seventh one is anybody who pressures you. Any kind of pressure. They have seen your stand. They have seen your moral values. They have seen what you want, what you do not want. 
I don't want to have sex before we get married. And this person is pressuring you, pressuring. Baby, if you love me, you allow me. Baby, if you love me, if you love me, if you love me. And the pressure keeps getting, oh, what we say, Westside and Westside. Anybody who makes their crisis, this one is for the guys. Any woman who makes her, you're not married to her. She now decides to make her personal crisis your crisis. Baby, honey, please now help me now. The, the landlord is outside right now. Please, can you help me? Can you just send me 250? Please now, please now. You sure you said you love me. It's not, it's, not, it's not my fault you did not go and live where you can afford. Don't, if I want to help you, I will help you on my own time. My own agenda cannot be yours. Yours is not mine. That kind of crisis fire brigade approach to anything is pressure. Haven't you seen that type of thing? Baby, send me 500,000. I am with the chairman right now. We're about to sign the contract right now. Honey, now you know that I've been saving this money. I want to buy a new car. Look at you. By the time this contract comes out, eh, what's that car you want to buy? Honda Accord. Listen, baby, it's a Range Rover I have for you. Pressure, 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 pressure. He will not allow you to think. That pressure is supposed to shut down your discernment. You are unable to critically analyze what he's saying, what she's saying, and critically analyze the consequences of doing that thing he or she says you should do and when you're so pressured you act uh, uh, rashly and then you fall into trouble we've all done that especially the men you fall into business uh, relationships you have no business falling into you lend money you have no business lending because of the pressure do you understand what i'm saying anybody who pressures you like that has literally no respect for you the person can come and say hey i need five thousand dollars for instance and you're like, okay, what is it for? Now the person should allow you hear what it's for and go back and think about it. And if your head is securely screwed on your shoulder, you should be able to, even if you're in love with the person, you should be, especially if the person is not married to you, single people, why would you part with your money? Single man, why are you paying rent for somebody who is not your wife, not even your fiance yet? Because she has pressured you into a box. If you love me, you will do this. If you love me, you will do that. Somebody read Judges. Open the book of Judges chapter 16, verse 15 to 17. If you can read it in the Living Bible Translation, that would be nice. Judges 16, 15 to 17. Then, then Delilah pouted. Then how, she pouted. She did like this. <laughs> how can you tell me I love you? How can you tell me I love you? When you don't share your secrets with when me. When you don't share your secrets with me. You've made fun of me three times now. Can you imagine? Three times. You're making fun of me. Oh. And you still haven't told me what and makes you, you so strong. you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. She tormented him with nagging. She tormented him with nagging. Day after day. Day after day. Until he was sick to death of it. Till he was sick to death of it. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. Finally. Finally. Samson shared his secrets with her. Samson shared his secret with her. This is pressure pro max. Listen. <laughs> 
this is the framework for pressure. It is meant to dullen your discernment, meant to stop you from critically analyzing things, meant to stop you from thinking thoroughly what will A lead to? A is supposed to lead to B, lead to C. So if you're with somebody who doesn't give you time to stop and ask questions, that person is a dangerous person. Anybody who puts you under pressure and makes you share in his or her crisis, your rent is not my business. You know all these Yahoo boys, remember it's always pressure. I have somebody in the hospital, no, 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 it's pressure. Send the money now. Now, it's always now. Your crisis is not my issue. Ask the Holy Spirit for the strength to stop and ask questions and say, hey, how can I think thoroughly about this thing? If you, will, if you love me, you will have sex with me. If you love me, you will allow me to do this. If you love me, listen, have the strength that is required to acknowledge that the person is vexing your soul. The, the, uh, the King James Version here says, and Delilah vexed his soul. Be able to be strong enough and whole enough and healed enough as a person to say, this thing you're doing feels like pressure. Can you back up a little bit? Give me a few days. Let me think about it. And then if the person is really genuine, even though Nigerians, yeah, the person can stay for some time. But with the Holy Spirit's grace, you'll be able to decipher if this is a crisis that you want to get engaged in or not. Hallelujah. So we have seven. There's so many, but I just want to stop now because of time. Does anybody have any questions? What do we do when we are faced with these red flags? Remember, there's some I said, there's no negotiation. The beating, the verbal abuse, the emotional abuse, absolutely no negotiation run. Disrespect for your father, your mother, anybody, any level of authority over you, absolutely no level of negotiation. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll be accepting questions now. Thank you. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, ma'am, for the privilege. Uh, what sort of born again? Is there a left flag and uh, the, the person must be born again? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. We have some issue. I have some, a, a, a situation where uh, the, the, the born again, the experience I have with them is terrible. And the, the, the guy that was, a, that was not born again, I have a wonderful experience, and she's good. God bless her, wherever she is. That's the reason why I, I respect Abia people, because of her. I respect them much. She's just wonderful. So I, I knew that she was not born again, but my spirit would know, but as like what I saw, it was crazy. And, I, and but my spirit was, no, don't go, don't go, don't go. But she was just nice. So in that situation, I, I knew what I, I end up at the end of the day, because she was a Jehovah witness, at the end of the day, I end up telling you know, something within me kind of, no, you can change her, you can change her. And another word inside me, we said, you are not the Holy Spirit to change her. So why are you insisting? But at the end of the day, I end up following the words of the Holy Spirit. But today, man, I'm still regretting. 
I'm still regretting. God is wonderful. It's so pretty, pretty outside and inside. <laughs> so what's but your question? My, my question is, in that situation, should, am I supposed to continue with the relationship or let her go? See, today I'm still regretting. So one of the reasons why I did, thank you very much for that question. One of the reasons why I did not even bother there, going there is because this is a believers meeting. We're all believers here. Some things are foundational, isn't it? We have been instructed to not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. It's, it's the ploy and the plan of the devil. I remember when my, before I, I um, told my parents about pastor, one of my aunties in America was trying to hook me up with one very, if you know, orange pharmaceuticals, you know, yes, their son and everything. And I kept on telling my auntie, I want to marry a believer. The person that I will marry must be a believer. She said, oh, we are all Christians. Now everybody in this world, we are Christians. We all love Jesus. And then she kept on telling me, you see this thing, eh? The same cry you are going to cry with, <laughs> with Pastor Chinidu is the same cry you will cry with the orange pharmaceuticals person. Don't you want to cry inside a Rolls Royce? But I was very stoic in my in my values, in what I wanted. So I know it's, like I said, it's a ploy of the devil. Um, whether we like it or not, she might have been an amazing soul. You have probably had, and we all have had terrible experiences with people who call themselves believers, but it still does not take away from the integrity of the scripture and from the fact that this is our guiding uh, pilot. This is what we must align with. Marry a believer. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so sorry. And uh, God will bring you somebody who is way, way, way better than that young lady. In Jesus' name. Okay. Um, good evening, everyone. Good evening. So my question is um, on this. Now, I'm in a relationship with a lady, and she's of good behavior. Uh, she doesn't exhibit... She doesn't exhibit... Is this real, or you're just giving? No, I'm... Are give, you actually... Any? Sorry? Is this real? Is this a real example? No, so or I'm acting just... on behalf of someone. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay. So, like I said, I'm in a relationship with someone, and uh, she's of good behavior. But then she has friends that actually influence her. Now, whenever she talks to these friends, it actually shapes her mind in a different direction. Now, naturally, she's not that type of person, but because, like they say, even evil communication corrupts good manners. Now, how do I get her to leave those friends? Friends that she has been with from childhood. Now, secondly, my second question is, is it advisable for people in relationships to start having financial plans? For example, a form of savings together. Is it advisable to do that? Or we wait till we get married before we do that? Okay. All right. Thank you very much. So does anyone have any answer to this? Okay. So I'll go ahead. So I'll start with the second one. I think, that you, I think it's a very wise idea 
to start having your financial plan really, really early. So, but I wouldn't say before you've gone to see her parents and done some, what we Igbos call, at least Jikwaka, do you understand? There's been some um, introduction. So you're certain you're going to marry this girl or you're certain you're going to marry this boy. Because imagine you could decide that every month you'll be giving 100, 100K and then brother heads off to Canada without telling you. You know, that is no. So, yes, I do think the earlier, the better. The, and also the fact that you're already thinking about finances and having the gumption to sit down and draw up a budget and draw up a spending plan and draw up a future plan for your finances is brilliant. So, yes, please go ahead, but let there be some sort of um, guarantee on that particular relationship. The young lady who is... Um, who has friends that are influencing her. Unfortunately, many, 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 many women are in that particular situation. You miss wonderful men because your friends say, this one will teach like this. And then you allow that kind of, um, those conversations make you miss your husband. Hallelujah. Those people, those friends are witches. This is just for the girls now. Stay away from girls like that. Anyway, so back to you. It, that's an orange flag for me. Is not really a red flag because it's also uh, a matter of seasons. She'll grow out of it. She will grow out of it. Um, if you just continue to be the man you are, she will definitely grow out of it because forcing a woman, forcing anybody to leave their gang of friends is something I would even say is dangerous. It's a red flag. Why would you want me to stop? Why? You're trying to pull me away from my friends? So I know that you might think that her friends are influencing her, but just leave her alone. If she doesn't grow up and grow out of it, then you move on. It means that she loves her friends more than she loves you, and she's, her mind is easily pliable, okay? So just, it's an orange flag. Speak to her about it. Keep showing her the fact that this is what this girl said, though, but see how she's behaving. See how she got into trouble, you know? And if she um, aligns with your way of thinking, glory be to God. If she doesn't, then move on. But don't, don't forcefully push her out of, pull her out of her group of friends. Are you clear? A bit? Okay, yes. And you have to ask yourself, is she really not like her friends? She might actually be like her friends and she's pretending for you. So that when she goes back to her friends, she's her normal self. When she's with you, she's trying to impress you. So she's doing all those things agreed. But when she goes back to her default setting, she wants to do what she wants to do. So you really have to be careful as well. But somebody who is consistently doing that, you know when people are dating, they, they, you, they try to put their best foot forward. So you're doing a lot to try to impress you. And then to add to the financial one, I think, yes, it's good to plan together, brilliant to plan together, but please don't give each other the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> To avoid stories that touch. Don't say, okay, we're planning to rent house, so let me be paying my salary to you so that we can rent. I'll hold my salary. You hold your own. We're saving. We're planning until you, say you do, until you say I do because you can, like she said, you can give the person, the guy, the money, and then the guy will jackpot and leave you. <laughs> your plan. So, so hold them all. Plan together. All right, we want to rent a house. It's going to cost us 700000 All right, so I'm going to get five you You're going to get two hundred. Hold the 500 with you. Let her hold it 200 or whatever until it's time to pay, which, like she said, you've gone very far, you've done traditional, some of those things, and now you're looking for a house together. They can put it together and pay. 
just to be careful. I say this because I was dating somebody who, I, who wanted to buy a car. So I was planning to actually raise a lot of money to give the person to buy the car. Then just for me to, so I now was speaking to one other lady some other, sometime later. She was like, how, how can you do something as silly as that? How can you be trying to give her this amount of money so she can buy a car? And I was like, no, 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 I love her, I love her, I love her. I want to buy a car for her, I want you to show her I love her. You know, so they said, she said, hold on, don't do that. Just about three months later, the next thing I heard is that she was seen in the, uh, uh, with somebody in a bigger car. And the next thing, after that, she had gone. The next thing, so if I, imagine if I had given her all that money. I guess if I had come to her to say, give me back the money, it might not have worked. So the point is, you are not, there's a big difference between I am married and I'm not married. There is a big difference. So be careful when you make commitments when you are not yet married to that person. Thank you. Thank you. Have a question? Then if I thought you had a question. Okay. Any more questions? Yes, please. Go ahead. I'm from the ladies. You are not afraid. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, the question I asked before, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter... <laughs> no, I want to judge the scripture. I want to give clear understanding on it. He, he said, For unto the rest speak I, not the Lord. If any brother has a wife that believeth not, and she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away. And the woman which has a husband that believeth not, and if he's pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. So I want just to get clear understanding on this scripture. Okay, so I think the key words there are wife, husband, all right? So you're already, I think what the, um, what the context is that you're already married and both of you got married, you were unbelievers when you got married and during the course of your marriage, one person begins to align with scripture and gets born again and the other person doesn't. You, you are not to put that person away. Not you, brother. You have so many options. There's so many, so many, so many options. So that particular scripture does not apply. It's not contextual enough for your, um, for your situation. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to hear a question from a girl before we go, please. Mm? type of people you talked about, people yeah. who talk too much. Yeah. I, yeah, that's correct. But then you also have to be careful on the other side of people who don't talk enough. Mm. Especially a guy. A guy who is not talking enough. There are certain things he should be telling you. If he's not saying it, he's hiding something. Most married men, when they're trying to date you or chike you, they'll keep out certain things. They don't want to... Your talk, you do most of the talking. They do the listening. And they do the yeah, yeah, yeah. Any guy, especially, or anybody... Who is not, there are certain things you should say. Yeah. If you are not saying those things and it's always quiet, always cool, always calm, always collected, always mysterious, now lie, something is wrong. The person should be plain enough for you to see. So be careful of those who don't even talk at all. So there should be a balance to that not talking too much and, and talking. 
Thank you. All right. Thank you so, very, so the very much. Ask. The ladies okay, must ask. ask. Huh? Yes, Jennifer. Okay. I just want to ask this question for someone. He's a friend of mine, actually. Mm. Okay. She never wanted to get married. Mm. She doesn't... I don't know if she has phobia for, for such anyway. But after much counseling, so she made up her mind and then she started opening up. So there's this uh, person she's seen. So the guy does almost everything for her. As in, he's not married, she's not married. And they're in this uh, Abuja. So the guy does almost everything for her. But she, she told me that it's been like uh, three years now. So anytime she asks the guy about where he's going. going, as in, he doesn't say no, he doesn't say anything, you know. So me, I told her, I said, me, I told her, I said, six months into six months into it, you must give me answer. But I didn't want to be the reason why she leaves the relationship. So I just wanted to ask. So is that a red flag for her? What did I say about that? It's a red flag. If you can't give me a direct answer, and I think I even use this as an example, I need a date. So for three years, you haven't, you, the people pleaser, because she's, she's afraid of losing him. So she's afraid to put her foot down and say, listen, if you don't, I'm even, I'm even putting it back into my throat, because why do you need to do that? You should be so overwhelmed with love for me that you're running to see my parents, even if it's with a carton of malt. You want me because you're afraid somebody else is going to snatch me. So uh, your friend is, is, uh, is straddling very dangerous uh, waters. She's in trouble. Okay? And I hope that she does not regret the last three years of her life. Yes, of yeah, wasted time. Hallelujah. All right. I think we're good. And um, let's just close our eyes and pray. Holy Spirit, I pray that... In your miraculous way, you grant these ones discernment of spirit. Father, Lord God, give them the ability to ask you before they do or say anything. Teach them, Lord, that you are the truth, the way, and the life. Teach them that you show them everything. And give them the grace, Lord, to stop, to stop, to stop, to stop, to stop and ask you. For I've prayed in the mighty and in the victorious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you very much. Hallelujah.